The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, if you can believe it, it's the 20th of October, 2018. Man, oh man, you talk about a quick year. Holy cow. But that's how life is supposed to be. You're supposed to be looking into the mirror going forward, not in reverse. Um, Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. And repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because that's the way you talk to yourself. And if you've been following the show for the last six months, um, you understand how I'm retooling not only my subconscious mind, but I've learned now how to plug it in correctly to my conscious mind. And as I keep this journey of working through so many things... I and other people have been teaching this stuff, but especially me. As I said, you know, you go out and buy the products out there, whether they're better or not. I mean, I haven't put anything out on the mental end. We talk about it on the show. There's enough material out here to, to write an encyclopedia. But if you go with what I'm doing, as I said, this journey I'm on, and I pretty much tell people exactly what happens, whether... I've been knocked on my behind 50 times today, or I'm ready to just hang it up, or I come back with a venue, whatever. This is what success is all about. This is what, you know, here it's thrown out there all the time. I'm a warrior. I'm this and that. I I don't buy a lot of it with many people anymore. Um, But if you want to go on a journey where you're going to find everything that you can imagine and you're not being charged for it, stick around. Um, And there's a lot of stuff I'm doing I can't talk about on the outside with the business, where we're going. um, We're just building, building, building. That's what life's about. Also, too, don't forget to go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. It's worth every penny of it. We do it all over, on and off at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Um, What can I tell you? 25 years of that, I mean, that's a product that's guaranteed to work for you if you want to do it. Um, Another thing, too, don't forget about our Prosperity Conscious page. Donate, well, I say invest because I don't, I'm not the donator here. It's um, $25, $50, $100. It goes right to my PayPal account, and you're going to get something with each, um, you know, investment in the company. It goes both to FBC and M&M, obviously. Nothing goes out of here. It goes right back into the business. So invest in something that's going to be around for a long, long time. Also, too, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Let me tell you, um, we've got a 1,000 shows almost. We've been up approximately four years uh, in September, the end of the month. Um, we got our pal John Rockman Johnson coming in here very shortly. It's been a while since John's been on, like with a lot of people, but 
you know, being out working, um, working 12 to 15 hours a day, because when I get home from that other job, which, you know, I'm not even going to get into that, um, I got to go to work here. And a lot of the stuff that's going on is internally to build this system out to make it better and better. And things are just coming slowly, but a lot of the stuff I'm doing right now, too, I'm depending on other people because it is the software. It's everything that is with this business here, and I'm on their time frame. Would I like to have some of the stuff I have planned that they have planned done? Absolutely. But, you know, that's the thing. When you're involved with things, sometimes you're at the mercy of them somewhat because, I mean, it's not like I can go pull a thousand podcasts out of this company. And besides that, I like them. Believe it or not, they're one of the few people that still talk on the phone to you. I think that's so important when you're messing with data that I have. It's like that could crush you if something ever happened. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of big things in the first quarter of 19, but it's like everything. I have limited time. You know, I do like to sleep and train. So I'm trying to do a balance of everything, but it will get done. Also, too. Don't forget to go out and sign up for our free newsletter. That goes right to my MailChimp account, and you'll get as much content as I can give you, and I always give a ton. Another investment, obviously, is an M&M. Come on in. Advertise with us. I guarantee you, you'll do very well here, and we want people in here for the next 30 years. And it doesn't just have to be about training. You know, I know there's a lot of good products for recovery. I don't care what it is. If it's legitimate and it offers a solution, come on in here. It's very reasonable, and you're investing in something that's going to, well, it's growing, growing, growing all the time. Don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. On that note, also one other thing, too, quick. Um, You know how I talk about, you know, we're the lion and we're the eagle, and you know the two things with them. The eagle is the strongest in the sky, and the lion is the strongest on the land. And I want to get into this more and more, but the lion, because of its attitude especially, strikes fear in any animal on the ground. I don't care if it's an elephant that's ten times the size of him or her, or ten times as strong. <coughs> Excuse me. When they, hear, when they see a lion, they don't stick around. That's what we're all about. And I want to thank, too, Stephen Santangelo. He sent me his fall and winter formula. That stuff is killer. If you're someone that has a lot of stress on themselves, and I'm talking, you know, maybe you're running businesses, you're training people, you want to do things like that. You're outside, because when John comes in, John can testify. We're out in this weather up here in the northeast. I mean, he's out west more, but still. This stuff puts a beating on your immune system. And I'll tell you, you can't beat it. So you can contact Stephen through Facebook. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-A-N-T-A-N-G-E-L-O. Tell Motivation Muscle sent you, and I thank him for all he's done for me and Eminem. With that note, we got John Rockman Johnson coming in here. And I'm going to give you a little information on this gentleman. Number one. He's a stone lifter. You've seen him, especially lately on Facebook, if you follow him. I mean, he's lifting some 
big, big stuff. Obviously, he's a trainer, and he's one of the guys like me. I just talked about outdoor lifting. Um, he's got it down right. His son, obviously, is out with him, too. It's things that fathers and sons should be doing, and specifically fathers and sons. Um, there's not enough of this, and there's not enough mentioned. Every time I turn around, somebody else has got to be involved with the fathers and sons. Now, fathers and sons need to do things, and they need to bond, and they need to learn from one another. And that's one of the great things he does among many people here on this show. It's just outstanding stuff. So no further ado, John, welcome back, brother. You know it's always an honor. It's been too long, but we will rectify that too, sir. Absolutely, Eric. As always, like you said, it's an honor to speak with you again and be on the show. It's been a while, but, you know, we've got that connection. So so yep. it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Same here. Um, and we're going to talk about some very interesting stuff. We're going to talk about rocks and things. And John and I have gotten into a lot of different areas. And this is one thing I like about Eminem. You know, other than the title, I'm not sending John any questions. People have asked me. I won't do that. If that's what you got to have, you're going to have to stay home. Because spontaneity is the way to do things. And I don't like anything rehearsed or anything like that. We, you know, we think here. We're thinkers. And that's what we're teaching here. So, John, the reason why I came up with this, not only because, you know, you of late um, with the Stones on FB there, Facebook, and, of course, me and Charlie and and Martin and all the other guys, um, Stevie Shanks, we can go on and on and on. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'd be here the whole show naming people. But the thing is, you know, you made reference to, you know, stone lifting is more than that. I mean, lately... um, there's been a lot of things I've been doing. I've been reading a lot of passages out of the Bible. I'm not, and I'm not pushing my beliefs, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this more from a philosophical thing and what we're getting into a little bit. And if you even go through some of the Bible, you'll see it mentioned about stones, piling stones for a certain reason, building stones for a certain reason. And so stones have a lineage through all of time here, through all, and a lot of people say it's very primal, that's a thing we constantly hear, it is to a point, but there's a deeper connection to me with stones, and I don't know if I could put my thumb on it, because there's so many facets of stones, but like when I was out there three days ago, and taking the steel, who's the steel stone, and bear-hugging that thing, but taking my forearms and driving it right through the sides and holding it and emptying my mind, if you can believe that. Emptying my mind, even though I knew I had to grasp grasp this thing or it could potentially break my feet if it dropped, I seem to go, I don't know where I am going with it, with my mind mentally, with myself internally, all that, but I got to tell you... It's one of the greatest feelings you could ever have, whether it's a river stone, whether it's an atlas stone you make, whether it's the steel ones we make here. There's a certain feeling, this this powerful feeling, this feeling. I even have a feeling as, a, as a, aggressive as I got to be. This is what I'm saying about it. I also feel a certain ease with it, too. And when things are really going right, there's not a feeling out there much other than, being in love with somebody 
and I am in love with those stones that really, it, it feels like it completes my life at times, like where everything could be going haywire. And I do this so many times. I go out there and I do a few things like that and suddenly I have clarity again in my life. Suddenly I'm not upset anymore. It's something that doesn't even matter. It's done with. And this is what I try to put across to people is this. These things, stones, sandbags, power racks, whatever, because we're going to get into all this today. I'm, I'm going to ha- try to hit everything. Is this. There, there are things to what we do with these things that most people haven't a clue with. It'll be like, oh, you lift a stone? Yeah. And that's the end of it. You know, you don't look into it. But I could keep going. John, go ahead and comment. Hit it, brother. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the biblical connection. Um, you, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and yep. he's known as the Rock of Ages. So there's a real huge connection with, with uh, uh, my spiritual life and rock lifting. But, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's, there's primal, but it's also, um, I think it's very cleansing to, yep. to lift a rock. You know, it's, it's natural. You, you go out there. You're out in God's green earth. The world the world becomes your gym because there's there's tools wherever you look if you're open to, to seeing what's out there. But um, lifting a rock, yes, it's primal. It's aggressive. You put a lot of energy into into those lifts. Um, but like you said, it's very relaxing, calming. It's cleansing because when you're going through that process of, of lifting, um, and you have to internalize a lot of things. And yeah. then bring it down. So it, it cleanses a lot of aggression, a lot of, you know, just a lot of the stuff that goes on in the world. It's easy when you get out in, in, in nature and lifting rocks to just get all that junk out, all the technology, all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's, you know, it kind of cleanses you from that. And it connects you back to your, your roots, you know. The people yeah. have been lifting rocks for, for centuries. It, it's been, uh, so it's, for me, it, it connects you to your, your ancestry, your history. Um, faith, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing to do. It's, it's really hard, like you said, to put into words. But once you do it and you um, you feel that, that weight and that, just the, the power and, and the chance that you could hurt yourself while doing it. Yeah. But um, yeah. all those things, you know, that, it comes together to make uh, stone lifting, rock lifting um, very unique and very special. Well, you, so, know what it, you know what it is, too, is, you know, you, may, you said the connection and you know, what's more connected than your feet to the earth? Holding something that, like you say, can literally break you in half. And, you know, we look in today's world, and, you know, if we look at cultures way, way back, I mean, really, uh, to be anything in society, it was the strongest always were the main people. And stone lifting for, for, dec- for centuries was a way to measure your strength, boyhood to manhood, et cetera, et cetera. And I know you're familiar with it. You know, this is one thing I'm very happy about, especially like Charlie Oliphant. I mean, his son Lawrence is, I think he's seven or eight now. And I mean, you look at the exposure he's had to everybody. I mean, he's been around some of the biggest names in strength. And here's a kid that's lifting already big time. All right. And Charlie and I, excuse me, have talked about this a number of times. And he feels if Lawrence stays with us, he'll be the youngest kid ever to lift the Denny Stones, which, you know, when you see like Enzo at 63 years old, 
the oldest guy ever to lift Denny Stones. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Or, you know, or um, Lee Holland Keene. I mean, you know, 30 oh, years old, you know. What was it, 35 years old since Jan had lifted him and, you know, she lifted him. And, I, you know, um, Annika Eilman was just on here from Finland. And that's where she wants to go uh, probably would tattoo her um, trainer. They're going to go to the gathering in 19, and she said she wants to be able to lift the Denny's without straps. So, you know, Lee told me that. That's what she's working on for 19. The point of the matter is to, to circle the wagon and get back to Charlie. And we've had this talk on shows with he and Stevie and I one night. What they're doing here is they're creating a whole new culture of stone lifting. And, yep. you know, you know with your son, it's a big thing for kids. Um, and the reason why I think this is so pertinent is this. Regardless if these kids continue... Do you realize what you are doing for them and they're doing for themselves? They're building confidence. They're learning that you can do things. You're you're being around very positive, energetic energy fields that can change your life forever. You know, I see my nieces and nephews and the things I do with them. And, you know, just lifting a 13-pound sandbag, they've got a grin from ear to ear. This is very important because kids now, among adults too, you're constantly facing that, why do you want to do it? Why should you do it? You could get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And after a while, this pile on, and when you're young and very impressionable, forget about it when you're 30 years old and you're a train wreck at that point, um, this is not going to help you, and it's going to just turn you into everybody else. You know, let's live off the assembly line and we'll do as everybody else does. And anybody that comes up with something new or wants to better themselves, they're going to basically be smashed through the ground. And that I see that more now than I ever have in my entire life. So what do kids do if they don't have that good home life? You know, I look at my nieces and nephews and my sister and brother-in-law are fantastic people. I mean, they're all athletes. The whole family on both sides are. So these kids already have a jump. But what about the kids that don't have a great home life, that are struggling, that are just dying for a guy like John or myself to run into and maybe give them 10 minutes of time or they see us doing something like that and they're captivated by this? So when I talk to Charlie, when I talk to John, when I talk to Stevie, when they talk about motivation and muscle and how much it's pushed all this stuff out, I couldn't be happier because I, I totally feel not only obligated, but I think between all the people that are on here, with this platform here, we have an opportunity to not only be the biggest mainstream radio show you've ever heard, but we have the ability, and I know we have, to change lives for good. Go ahead, John. It's all yours. You know, it's, it's funny. Well, for one, I'd like to say that, that Charlie, doesn't he look like an old-time Celtic warrior stepping out of the, the, the haze oh, yeah. of history? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, and his son Lawrence, it, it's, it's very uh, refreshing to see uh, his his uh, uh, fascination and, and uh, passion for lifting. So, and that's a good thing. And you know, with with my son, and it's never anything that's forced. It's, it's, it's he sees 
um, me doing it. He sees his mom lifting. Yep. And, of course, it becomes yep. that extension. I think more parents, you know, should lead by example with that. And um, one of the biggest problems I see uh, of obese children and a parent telling their kid, you should get out and move, you know, you get out and exercise or whatever. But that parent's not not exampling that for them. So that kid sees a parent that's on their technology or sitting down or, or, or whatever. So that's what they're going to emulate. And yeah. That's what they're going to Every, everything is geared towards comfort now, and uh, and it, it's a shame because it started, you know, with 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 the adults, the, the culture of of having comfort, and then you don't want your kids to, to go through any of the hard stuff, so you offer them more comfort. And all we do is entitle, 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 and it it just becomes a a really bad and weak culture, and that's what um, that's what's going on, not just in America, in Canada, around the world. It's becoming a weaker and weaker culture. And it shows like this, and, and men like uh, men and women that come on this show or yep. that are part of the yep. culture that are we are the the, the foundation, the last bastion, um, going out there to help uh, instill these values in kids. And uh, now that you know that you mentioned it, I've been t- it, uh, talking with the um, the Niagara Gospel Rescue Mission here in Niagara Falls okay. about starting up okay. a, a fatherless. Um, you know, fatherless children's mentoring and, and fitness um, uh, ministry with them, and this this town needs it bad. There's a lot of a lot of um, you know not only fatherless uh, kids, boys, but there's also a lot of um, drug abuse. You know, bad examples of man. Sure. And, I, sure. and that's everywhere. And these kids are growing up learning that this is what manhood looks like or this is what adult looks like. And they're not getting a, a good, solid structure of this is how a man carries himself. This is how a man acts. This is, you know, strength is important, not just for brute strength to, to um, you know, oppress or, or get your way. But strength is important as a character trait, yep. um, not just physically, yep. but, but spiritually, emotionally, to, to have that strength. Um, to, to stand up for what's right and, and you know, and all that stuff. But it's just not taught in culture now. It's no, but, you know, you know, go ahead, John. Yes, no, go go ahead. No, and you, you're right on the money because, um, you know, you look at, you know, I've been studying a lot of things, especially about men and how, and to say, in today's society, most men don't know where they fit in. And that's a fact. That is a definite fact. We've talked about here, and we talk about Dr. Wan all the time, and many other people about the demise of testosterone in men. More, they, you know, more um, femininity. And without getting into tons of things, we know food sources. We know the laziness, like you said. Let's sit on the on the couch. And it goes even deeper in this because. I think in today's world, especially with electronics, you know, everybody, you know, since we were all kids, everybody wants to be with the cool group. Everybody wants to fit in, et cetera, et cetera. I couldn't be further from that now. But there's a lot of people that have the 45-year-old pot belly, can't get out of their own way. They hate getting up in the morning. You know, the, the typical stuff. I mean, where I go to work, the worst thing you could ever do is, how are you today? Here's the response, John. This place effing sucks. And I want to say to him, well, why have you been here for 25 years? But do you realize, folks, how easy it is 
to get used to things. And what do I always say? Repetition, repetition, repetition. Which Frank Klein, my college professor, said to us every day of the week. Okay? You can have great repetition and great thoughts, or you can have the ones that just, as Zig Ziglar says, you have stinking thinking. And it's the truth. But men got lost a long time ago, I think. You know, it probably started in World War II. You know, and people aren't going to want to hear a lot of this. I'm not going to get into this too much. But while they were off fighting, their wives had to go and basically build the bullets for them to fight with. They got home, and a lot of women now were out of the home. They were earning. They were earning more than their husbands. And this, to me, started a lot of the stuff where, okay, where is the neutral ground now? Where am I and where are you? And it seems to have cascaded more and more from it because you'll hear multiple things. And I like to go out and listen and and just kind of sit back and say, okay. And a lot of women will say, now, I don't need a man. I make more than he does or I make a lot of money. I got a great house. I got a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the man initially was always the guy that brought home the money, that, you know, safety, the whole thing. And the mom was there, obviously, to raise kids and create a a good structure. And we've lost a lot of that. And people say, well, times change. Nothing changes when it comes to kids, man. I don't care. You, You think right now kids are in better shape now than they were even 40 years ago? I doubt it. I doubt it. And it's so easy now to just say, you know what? It's not going to work. Throw your hands up and walk away. Now, I'm not saying be around anyone that's abusive verbally or physically. But what I'm saying is it's very easy now to throw the towel in. And when you do that, you don't realize the little minds and, and things you're affecting for the rest of their lives. And right now, men are in a, in a struggle. Um, you know, you hear John and I talk and many others. Uh, we got our feet on the ground. We know where we belong. We know what we want to do. We know that we want to teach. Look, I love, I love my nieces, okay? But there's a difference between a man and his son. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, I know how my brother-in-law is with the girls. They love him to death, all right? But I know how Dan is with Danny, too. It's a different thing. And we need men, once again, to become leaders, all right? Leadership is so important. Why do you think I like the lion and the eagle so much? You know why? Because a man has attitude. A leader has attitude. You hear me say about my dad, be a leader, not a follower. My dad said that to me from the beginning of when I could hear and understand what he was saying. Always, among many things, all right? But I'm telling you right now, men, if you don't take the leadership seriously and you are more in tune with your iPhone than your sons and daughters, you got big trouble coming on the horizon if it hasn't already happened. And one last thing, John, and I'll give it to you, is this. With this show today, like all of them, I'm going to unite, like we've done already, the power of the stone, the sandbag, the barbell, and the power rack, and why it is paramount. You either learn how to do it, or you hire somebody like John or myself, and you start on the road 
to your greatness. Put the TV down. Put the laptop down. Put the phone down for three days out of the week and start physical culture, and it will change you and your family's life forever. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you touched on a lot of good things. Um, you know, there was a biblical structure to the family where man is the head of the, the family um, and the wife is the helpmate. And, yep. you know, I'm all for women's empowerment and, and um, you know, strength of woman. But just like anything, I think things go too far the wrong way. Whereas, yep. you know, empowering yep. a woman, should, should she should feel empowered. She should feel strong. And, and a, but a man should also feel strong and empowered and, and know that he's respected. And in return... He loves his wife. But I think, you know, with the culture now, it's just gotten to the point where, um, you know, the women's movement is that a woman can do anything a man can do but better. But what they're missing is the fact that we're, we're all different. We were created with different um, um, physicality, different purposes. And why would we're, – we're different uh, biologically. A woman yeah. shouldn't want to be a man. A yeah. woman should be the best that a woman could be, and a man should be want to be the best that a man could be. And those values should be instilled in our children. A man should emulate what a good man looks like for his daughters, but he should also emulate what a strong man, uh, a, a provider, and a caring father, um, husband should look like for the for his son to emulate. So, um, and the same with a woman. A woman should. You know, she's supposed to be the helpmate of the husband. She's there to help and, and respect, and the husband's there to love, love his wife. That w- wife should emulate what womanhood looks like, not by trashing a man, right. but by being there and supporting right. her man. And, uh, you know, like anything, it always goes too far the wrong way, and eventually that rubber band's going to snap, and, and hopefully we're, we're on that cutting edge of that to help snap that back in the right direction. And, uh, you know, put man back in his proper place, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, understanding that there's a lot of power um, in, in being a strong man. And, and it may not be, for some men, it may not be physical, it may not be physical strength, but emotional strength. It may be in different areas, but there's a, there's a very specific role and a purpose uh, for a man. And it, it should be, it should be uplifted, it should be. Um, you know, it shouldn't be trounced like it is in society today. It shouldn't be put down. It should be something that um, men should be proud to be, to be a man and, and to show manly uh, passions and that wild spirit. We were designed to have a wild spirit. Even, you know, the Bible shows all the strong men in the Bible. They weren't these tame, passive men no. like you see in the church no. and out in society today. They were, they were aggressive. They were strong. They were passionate. And you don't see a lot of that anymore. Um, you look around and you see a lot of the kids going to school and you see a lot of the boys don't drive and they don't have jobs and the no. girls do. No. These guys are lost. They'd rather play video games and that, that forever, um, that the Peter Panton of be kids forever. And, and now it's gone so far, not just be kids forever, but be lazy, sit back, you know, yeah. let happen yeah. when a man's supposed to be blazing the trail and stepping forward and driving things and, and making things happen for for himself, for his family, for his kids. You know, there's a lot there that people don't realize when you start demonizing testosterone and manhood, um, it, 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 the whole structure of society starts to fall apart and yep. men are lost. And yep. we're seeing the results of that now. Men are lost and um, it, it's a sad thing to see. And it, it's, um, But the hope is that you can reach enough people 
in their youth that as they grow older, they see the significance of, of being a man. And, and that comes with, with lifting. You know, lifting is a huge part of that. It's, what, what, you know, what other thing can you do that helps um, uh, bolster your testosterone and that right. strength and that feeling right. of being able to overcome and have, you know, have your, and affect the things, your, things around you, not just physically, but your family, your, your neighborhood, your, your whatever, just your surroundings. You can make yep. changes but, to it. You know what it is, John, though, too, is this. It's, um, you know, you made a great point about the video games and doing that stuff, okay? But, you know, if you read a lot of studies, too, a lot of these guys, because they've probably come from a one-family system, and it's usually the mother, they're docile to begin with, and I've read things where there's a lot of young men at 25 that basically are impotent, all right? Now, that should never be the case, and this all goes down to the structure of everything where testosterone is beaten into the ground. You know, if you're aggressive, you're a troublemaker, or you're going to be a bully, and all this crap they categorize everything with. There's good and bad in every group, and anybody that tells me there's not, well, they don't know what they're talking about. That's number one. Number two, schools need to get back to physical education again, and most of them have drawn down as much as they can because they don't want to make anybody feel bad. You know what? Maybe you need to be shamed into it because, God dog, if you're walking around 100 pounds overweight in third grade, and no one's taking a look at it because they don't want to insult you. And the thing is now, too, if you say anything, the next thing you know, they'll have a lawsuit against you. This is how insane things have gotten everywhere. So, in the meantime, the child's suffering. In the meantime, no self-esteem. In the meantime, they're eating themselves to death. Chances are they're probably going to commit suicide by the time they're 12 years old. This, does, this goes against the grain of everything. You talk about getting them in shape, you know what? If I could do it, they'd never let you in any of the public schools here do it. I'd do it for free. I'd have sandbag courses for them to start, that and calisthenics. Right away, okay? Do you know what these kids would feel? All right, some probably wouldn't want to do it, but if you get 95% of them doing it, the other five are going to come back, I guarantee you. But the point of the matter is, when they leave one of those short classes with me, we're going to keep building upon the physical, mental, and spiritual. See, this is why I like the sandbag or whatever. This is why I did it with, with Maggie and Danny. It's something that they can gravitate to a little bit bigger and bigger. And you watch a child when they do things like that, and it lights them up. I mean, they grab onto this thing and they're like, wow. And the body's saying, wow. And the mind's saying, wow. And the next thing you know, I'm watching them walk down the yard with it. Now, look, when you can contact a child that way, you can start shaping them in ways where they will not only be leaders and champions and people that when they're out in society, they're not going to be involved in heroin. They're not going to be involved in any type of drugs. They're not going to be drinking liquor. Look, I read a lot of things, and I know President Trump is not real popular with a lot of people. But I'll tell you what. 
I was out reading some stuff about him one day, and I heard him on a few things. And he was talking about how he never had a drop of alcohol in his life. And if you know anything about him, he was quite an athlete, too. What was very interesting, his older brother, I think was 10 years older than him, was a guy that was pretty clean. He went away to college. He turned into an alcoholic. And I remember him saying, I can't say verbatim to President Trump, that promise me you'll never uh, take a drop of alcohol. And he did, and he never did. Trump said, basically, his brother had such a bright future ahead of him. And what killed him was alcohol. Now, I'm not saying John, I, or anybody could graduate every kid and none of them would ever touch anything, and I would hope it would never be anything that would kill them. But I guarantee you, get a hold of them, not many of them are going to go near anything after they get done. Why? Because they're not weak. They're not weak internally where you get hit. The outside world is not going to take them on that perverted ride we see with so many people. That That's my big thing more than ever now, because... I, can we reach everybody? I know we can't, but can we save a lot of them? I know we can. And I'd rather go with the I can statistic than the I can't. And then last but not least, I'm going to give it to John. This is something, I know this from personal experience with girls. You know, we talked about how messed up just the roles are in families. And man's where is man's connection to anything anymore? And I know a lot of girls, I've dated them too, that I see, 35, maybe late 30s, got the good job, got the townhouse, you know, some got Benzes, some got Porsches, some got trucks, whatever, pretty much can have whatever they want, and what's happened to them now is this. They've browbeat a lot of guys, or they'll say like they do now, you know, hey, I don't I don't need to get married, blah, blah, blah. But whatever it is, there are internal clocks in all of us that things go off. And a lot of them now, you know what? They're alone. They're alone. And suddenly they want those things that 10 years earlier, oh, I would never do that. And that would be the husband, the kids and have a more of a fulfilling life the way they see it. And you know what? The ones that settled and went with it the first time, I can tell you right now, every one of them, other than one that I know is divorced. Because they jumped on it for all the wrong reasons, because they felt alone. But the thing is, you make choices in life, and when things don't go right for you, don't start crying about it, and this one, that one, and everyone has done me wrong. Chances are, you did it to yourself, you know, and you're the only one that can change it, and if you want to do it, by all means do it, but don't sit there and say the world's no good, every guy's no good, I don't know what happened, I can't have it, it's it's over for you, until you sit down and change your belief system and make the right choices, your happiness now is always going to be in peril. Take it away, John. Yep. You know, it's, it's always it's easier to place the blame on, on somebody else than to take a look at yourself, the, the, you know, the face looking back at you in the mirror. Um, you know, and when I, was, when I was in my 20s, 
I was a single dad raising my um, my oldest two kids, yep. and I had a, a, um, a public speaking uh, class. And in that class, I was a young guy, and there were some women older than me, and, and some younger. And they were trashing men and, and fathers and this and that. And uh, we had a chance to do a, uh, and, you know, it's for, for a young guy sitting there listening to that, you think, well, geez, you can either take the guilt trip or realize, you know, hey, here I am. Yeah. I'm a single dad. I step yeah. up to the task. I'm raising my kids. So I did a public uh, speaking thing on, um, you know, what were they saying? Um, um, uh, there's messed up moms. There's what was that they're saying about um, fathers? Anyways, um, anyways, I just speech about messed up moms to these yeah. women that were trashing men, yeah. you know. Because here I am, a single dad raising my kids. And I could have taken it to heart and just felt browbeat and walked away and defeated. But I figured here's my chance to to yep. make a stand because I've had experiences yep. with with moms that have walked away from kids or moms that didn't that didn't represent what a mom was supposed to represent. And here I am. Uh, in my 20s, going to school, trying to do the best I can for my kids, and stepping into that that role as a as a man, and uh, it was it was kind of liberating to be able to speak my mind and and say those things, and hopefully it it, it opened up some eyes because you know being a man isn't a bad thing, and it's no. uh, it, um, no. it's important, very important for kids to see that. Um, but you know that started my my journey into becoming a man because up until that point I was the video game guy I like to party relax and I, I was buying into the culture of you know that testosterone is bad and I, subconsciously not consciously but when I started falling into the role of being a dad and realizing the importance of, of manhood not you know for my son for my daughter for myself just just move forward um, physical physical culture was a big part of that too because around that time I started getting back back into fitness where I kind of drifted away from it because I just didn't like the aspect. Like, you know, who wants to, it's easy to, to play the game and have the fun but not put the effort into it. But then when you realize the effort behind the fun is what makes the fun even better because now you can perform at a better level, you know, and all the other stuff. So, um, yeah, that's where my, my journey actually really, really began into the physical culture and then doing research and just, um, you know, being outdoors, rock lifting, and you know, hiking. It was, and we talked about it before. Natural progression from just being outdoors, hiking, and, and outdoors, and then, of course, strength building with rocks. So, you know, all that stuff um, helped form the man that that I've become. And uh, when when people get down on that, it it steers, and you see it now. It steers a lot of guys away from it. They don't want to be offensive. They don't want to have people hating them, but you know, again, if, if you're always catering to the, the lower end, people are going to look at you in, in a different way. They're not going to respect you because you're, you're not stepping into the role that you were meant to be. We keep lowering the bar. And uh, when you lower the bar, you lower the standard. Everybody wants to say, well, you lower the bar to make it fair for the people that can't reach the bar. Well, no. If you keep the bar up high and keep the standards up high, then they'll always have something to strive for. But we keep lowering the bar for men and raising it for women. And you see that, that what that's doing to yeah. society in general is just, just awful. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think that more men should be out teaching their kids, like in the old days, about a trade or about physical, being physical. Just, just getting out there and, and doing things with your kids that, um, that, 
um, that embrace the uh, you know the, the manly culture, um, growing up to be a man. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that's lost. You know, it used to be if your dad had a trade, that your dad would teach you that trade, and you would carry on that trade and keep that to your son, and whatever. We've lost that with with um, the industrial age, obviously, because you you can't teach a kid factory work because they're at home, and you're at the factory, or whatever. So I think a lot of that stuff is has shifted society, and like I said, World War II had a big effect on that as well. Um, but it's um the role of a father, the role of a man is is very important, and is you know lifting. You know, let's bring it back to rock lifting and just the the whole the whole um growing into the manhood, right? We used to have um, have your test of man shifting from a boy to a man. Yeah. We, we don't have that anymore. And I think with, you know, the Scottish, the Scots and, and the uh, the clan, the gathering of the clans and all that stuff, it's bringing a lot of that stuff in that culture back in the forefront. I love um, all the podcasts you did with with all those guys. And like you said, we, I could sit here and try and name all of them, but it would take the whole rest of the show. Right, right. But that that putting that back out in the forefront, I think, is 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 huge. And stone lifting, um, you know, it was like when I first started, I just thought it was just an odd thing. And here I was out hiking. But there, as you learn and do more research, and then you see these guys doing it, you realize that there's a heritage, a culture, and all that behind it. And the more we bring that out into the public, into the norm, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of boys, with a lot of men, and to realize that it's, you don't have to, you're going into a gym and walking on a treadmill or, or lifting, you know, weights just, just to get through a workout, as opposed to going out and, and accomplishing and lifting and, and tapping into that, that inner, that inner man, you know, the, the thing that brings the, um, well, manhood, fatherhood into the forefront, and that's what I think rock lifting brings to the table, you know, and then yeah. those outdoor uh, training. It, it connects us back to where we're supposed to be, instead of locked into a room doing something. We're outdoors, um, embracing all that, that uh, manhood should be. Well, you know, so. I, I like all the stuff. That's why I like when they used to do a lot of the trade stuff you're talking about, you know, uh, Hands, you know, wrenches, um, yeah. wheelbarrows, uh, spreading, you know, asphalt, whatever. The, the point of the matter is this. Those type of mechanical jobs, you look at those guys, whether they lifted weights or not. I mean, they had ham hands. They had wrists that were just massive, big arms. Everything was just big in a different way, but the strength was incredible. Right. They could take that strength and put it to the road anytime. We don't have that anymore. Yet there is, I think we're going to see more and more manufacturing coming back to the United States. I really do. By the look, when I've I've been reading a lot of the trends, you know, Wall Street, Forbes, all that, we are getting more and more people interested in coming back to the United States to start doing things. And I think, too – that you're going to start seeing more and more of that started here again, which is an A-plus for everybody here. Um, because people got to realize, not everybody wants to do technology or, or is good at it. And I'll tell you right now, going to a job, let's just say it's 7 to, to 4.30 or whatever, and you're lifting things all day, you're moving things, you know, whether you're turning a wrench, whether you're moving a wheelbarrow, whether you're running, uh, 
you know, some type of a forklift, et cetera, et cetera. These jobs have more going for you than just a paycheck. What it does is it keeps you mobile. And mobility, as we know, is a big thing that's harped on all the time. And you can do all these drills and all you want. But let me tell you something. You come over to my yard, you'll be lifting rocks, sandbags, pushing wheelbarrows. I have you pushing atlas stones down my driveway, literally like it's almost like a bear crawl. But you got an atlas stone out in front of you. Um, You know, I have my nieces and nephews for their grip work. I have a very thick picnic table. I have them do over and under gripping the picnic table. Things of that nature. What I'm saying here is this. People like to do that stuff. I don't care what the media tells you. Ah, you know, I'd rather be uh, texting all day. Well, maybe some will, but I got news for you. As I said before, like with my nieces and nephews, especially the two little ones. You know, you see that grin from ear to ear when they pick a sandbag up after they've gotten rid of the fear. Yeah. And I'm telling you, folks, it's an incredible thing to see. You can see that it just lit their subconscious mind on fire, literally. And they are just beaming. And, you know, we're getting near the end of the show, and I'm going to give it to John momentarily to summarize everything. But I'll tell you this. You know, when we talk about stones, rocks, or anything with the title of today's show is this. You have to get physical. I don't care. Look it. I say to people this all the time, especially people that will come here, well, what should I do? Well, I know that you're not in good shape. So I've had a lot of people that are either diabetic or pre-diabetic here. You know, we know we got to get some weight off. But I'm not going to do these punishing diets that you're guaranteed to fail with, all right? What I do with people is we do a lot of things, if they can do it, and most of the stuff they can do with body weight that I do, where it's going to be much more cushioning to their joints than trying to rip a barbell because I know damn well that probably isn't going to work out for them. So, I mean, everything is small steps, but the main thing I can tell you, especially with kids, is to get them involved. You get involved because John made a great point. They're watching you all the time. You know, I always, I've said this on every show. I am extremely careful with language when I know they're around. I've slipped up. Who doesn't? But I don't need to contribute to any of that. And they don't hear that in their own home. I know they are exposed to everything with school and the bus and all that. But as I said before, if you build these good internal responses within them, that most of that stuff isn't ever going to even touch them. You know, I said about alcohol and drugs too. But you got to want to take the time and not worry about yourself, you know, your new car, your house or whatever. Look, and those are all great things. I mean, there's things like that that I'm going to have too down the road. But I know right now what is most important to get me there. And how to do things. Do I get everything right now? Who does? But if you're not going to take the risk on yourself, nobody else is. And this is what it all comes down to. Don't be afraid to go out there. Have somebody with you. Go out and lift a sandbag. Learn how to load sand. And the reason why I'm telling you to do all this stuff, what is it? Hands, fingers, 
mm-hmm. wrists, arms, back, legs, neck, chest. Do you understand what I'm saying, everybody? It's not just lifting the implement. You know what's even more fun? Go out and start building a few of them mm-hmm. and show somebody else how to do it. You're getting all this work that is not going to do anything but make you better. And everybody is always looking on the bad end of everything. Well, you know, I don't know. That's a lot of work. And, you know, I don't know how to do it. Well, you know what? You got to get rid of all that crap. That's just fear. That's fear. You got to eliminate it. And you got to be willing to go out and do it. You know, John and I talk about the Buffalo and New York. Forget it, man. You start getting winners. They're absolutely vicious. You know what? The big joke with my brother-in-law and I was always, and it always seemed to do this in the winter when we trained, it would snow like a son of a gun. And I'm talking snow that could be mid-shin or higher. And you know what? It was always on a night when we had to walk with the hoose of steel stones. And I've told this reference over and over again. It was the greatest time ever. The ongoing joke, and because I've got all the lights in the driveway, it's like daylight back there. But I'm telling you, you can hardly walk. I mean, you got to walk like a monster with it when the ground's clear and clean. But when you got it up to mid-shin, let me tell you, folks, it ain't easy at all. It feels like somebody's behind you holding you, and you can't. You take one step and then one back. Um, when your flannel shirt, it's so cold, you can't get anything on there to even, you know, adhere to the stone. So you might go three feet and drop it because you can't hold it anymore. And you got to repick it up. Me and Dan used to always say this. While everybody's inside, nice and warm, staying warm, he and I are out making gains. That is the essence of life. Go out and make gains, folks. Because everything you do physically Anyone that understands physical culture, and it will take you a lifetime because I've been doing it a long time. I have not. I don't have. I'm going to leave the earth. I won't have all the answers. I don't want them. But in the meantime, you can get damn good at what you do, and you can take what you do in the gym and bring it over to every facet of your life, folks. I don't know one, and this isn't a sport to me. This is a way of life. I don't know one other thing out there that does all the things that we do with physical culture. Find one for me. Tell me. Come on on here. I'll argue it with you all day. This is the way to go. But you're going to have to listen to a John or an Eric or whomever's on here. Because we've been through it. We've lived it. And we're going to live it the rest of our lives. When you do things like this, this is going to be some of the most pertinent things you can ever do in your life. And people say to me, like I said, oh, it's only a rock. It's not only a rock. It's only a sand. No, it's not only a sandbag. Well, it's a barbell in this rack. Yeah, a rack that will save your life. But also a rack where you can make gains that are unstoppable. But it's not going to be easy. It's not pretty. A lot of stuff is dirty and sand flying in your hair. And, and, you know, you go to pick a 45-pound plate up. I did it the other day to to set dead start squats up. And what I do, I got the fat part of my hand caught between that and another 45 and I slammed it. Let me tell you, man, that is one of the hardest things that hurt you like you wouldn't believe. But the point I'm trying to tell you is all this is for naught. It's for everything, man. It's like you're in there. You're living an experience that most people never, ever live. You're you're having an opportunity to contact yourselves. I've talked about one time I, I think I, I did a partial. It was like 925. 
And it was hot as hell that day. I was with my buddy Richie I trained with for years. And I'm here to tell you, folks, I did that, and I swear to God, I walked out of my body and watched me do it. And I can remember it vividly because it was some of the most intense stuff I have ever done in my life. It's the same way with the stones, the sandbags. It contacts a part of your being that I don't believe, other than if you have a near death and come back from all the stories I've read, I don't believe there's anything like it. So I'll leave you with this, everyone. Go out and look at some stones. Go out and get, if you can't get stones right now or you're not sure, start building some sandbags. Get in somewhere if you're not there. Get into a program where you're learning how to use a barbell correctly. And I'm saying keep it down to two things for a while. I like three. I like overhead pressing, you know, a deadlift or a row, and a squat, obviously. All right? But you don't have to be doing all the other stuff. Start building the base. Do these other movements. I'm telling you right now, you will become the best best you ever could be and you're going to learn everything you know people say well i don't want disappointment well you're going to face it your whole life you're going to learn how to have disappointment and get to the next step to beat it you know well i don't have the confidence well you do a couple big lifts for the next year you're going to be brimming with confidence well i don't know if i want to get big that always cracks me up you know how you know how long it takes to get big folks so don't shortchange yourself. Go find people like John and I if you're not sure. Read, study, listen. I guarantee you there's a thousand shows here. You could get anything you want out of here. John, summarize everything. Give out all your info, and uh, we'll get ready for our next show, sir. Excellent. Yeah, you know, um, part of what drives me, I, being a, a personal trainer, is is instilling all those values that you just shared and finding finding those clients that when you see it, their eyes light up and you know they've got it and it's going to become a part of their life too. And there's nothing more satisfying as a, as a trainer than to see that because you know you've done your job properly and you've instilled values that's going to carry on and affect their whole life and their circle um, and then carry on from there. So that, that's what's amazing about being a trainer and uh, this this journey called physical culture, heavy lifting, it, it has an effect that that uh, brings out like a you know stone hitting the water, the waves go outward, and they affect everybody around you. And I think that's hugely important. Um, and it, it's um, it's worth everybody learning to do that. So um, that kind of sums everything up. You can find me on Facebook, John Rockman Johnson. Um, I also have a page called Iron Cross Training and Fitness. Um, and Eric, I do a nutritional, as far as nutritionals, I do an, an affiliate marketing, um, yep. nutritional program. It's called as a new one, not the one I was with before. It's called success by health okay. and it's nutritional coffees and reishi mushroom and a lot of other cool nutritional for weight loss and mental clarity and all that. You can find my stuff there at successbyhealth.com backslash question mark. You equals Rockman Johnson. I know that's a mouthful. But if you're interested, if you're a coffee drinker and you want a healthier choice, that's where you go. Okay. Um, other than that, Eric, it's always a pleasure talking to you and just, just what you bring to the table for physical culture and strength training and, and rock lifting and, and, and just, just getting the word out there. And uh, I, 
from the time we first started talking together and to, to what I see now with rock lifting, it's like it just blow it, it's blown wide open and more yeah. people are understanding that. And I think that's, that's a really good and amazing thing that you're doing. Thanks, man, because that's what Stevie was saying. Um, at the gathering, people were talking about M&M like crazy. And, awesome. you know, once we can get lots more fluid with money, I'm, I'll be right back in Iceland. I'll go see Charlie and Stevie and all them in Scotland. Stevie yep. obviously is in Ireland, but, you know, hopefully we can all meet at some point. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the idea here is this. If it's going to be the stones that are going to get more and more people in, which we know the way the gathering is just growing immensely, is this. You know, that's why I always say, John, you know, let's start you out with a sandbag. We'll get you into a stone. You know, the thing is, everybody, nothing was just built in 24 hours. I mean, it's a lifetime of achievement and accomplishment with a lot of things that that hit you along the way. And that's the whole point of anything. You know, as I say, be that lion, have that attitude. And I know it's not easy at times. A lot of us, you know, we go through some pretty harsh things. And, you know, you want to be able to continue. You don't want to keep second-guessing everything you do. And there's, you know, if you're waiting for the right situation, you're never going to do it. There is no right situation with anything. There's always going to be something that's going to happen or whatever. As I always say, you know, we talk about faith, whether you believe in God, you, the word faith. however, If you don't have belief in yourself... Nobody else ever will anyways. And most people are not going to believe in you anyways. I hate, to th- I hate to tell people that, but I know from my own experiences, you know, uh, you get to a point and they're like, okay, you're not here, or I don't understand why you do that or like it. Well, see, I, that used to affect me quite a bit. It doesn't affect me at all anymore. Because in the end, I tell people, you don't sign my paycheck, so you don't have to worry about what I do. All right? Uh, maybe your concern, uh, I appreciate, but the majority of the time the concern is negative. I'm not listening to it anymore. Anybody that believes in themselves, has the intention to make it, is always going to keep going. Always. No matter what the consensus is around you. Because too many people are too worried about what others think about them. Sorry. Be in the business world for a while. You'll change your tune real quick. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. I'm sorry, FiorellaBarbell at NICAP.R.com. Um, if you'd like John and I to do a certain show specifically, just get a hold of me, and I'm sure we can do anything you throw at us. Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've always gotten. We thank you for that, obviously. Um, we are now on Spotify, among many things. We're on Google um, Podcast. We are on AHA Directory, which is AHA. You can get Eminem in your car 24-7. Um, good, good stuff. Also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the concrete jungle or, you know, asks you for a few words, remember this. Five words can change your life forever. And if you don't think so, try it. Do it. The hell with trying it. We don't try here. We succeed. Do it. I mean it. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. 
that might be all they get. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. As the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. You know, just like my dad said, be a leader, not a follower. Leaders have attitude like the lion. Be a leader. Also, too, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. More like a tidal wave now, brother, and it's getting higher and higher because as you build momentum, you become just greater and greater, and your message gets out more and more and more. And I can tell you, everybody, um, go out to Etchton Stone. If you haven't joined up, join. We're getting five to 15 people a week for Etchton Stone. It's incredible. As John said, the stone revolution you know, and it just doesn't have to be about lifting stones. I mean, if you're just doing hardcore power rack, I don't care. Put it on there, man, and, and, and give a little explanation about it. People are very interested in what you're doing. So think about that. Also, too, one of the greatest things is Frank Klein, my greatest college business professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. Like my dad and Frank, I can't tell you how much I miss those guys. They were men, man. I mean men. Holy God. But good, like, good to people. I mean, just good men. Holy God. They, I, I've, not, I've never met three people like them. They're unbelievable. Um, and John would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that. Best, worst, whatever. I'm telling you, you'll grin from ear to ear. And John would be very proud I've kept that going, believe me. Keep smiling. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. I'm telling you right now, we need you. You need us. We're going to be around for another 30 years, believe me. And I can't wait. You know, every month I'm looking at something new. And it you don't realize, folks, if you love something that much, man, it is just exciting. No matter what happens, I'll give a quick thing. John and I were supposed to be on at 7 o'clock this morning. Skype pulls another one of their um, updates. Every time they do it, there's always a problem here. I hate to say it because I don't want to keep bringing that in here. We go out to do it. It's showing the recorder's working. It's not recording. I go out and look at the company. We're like three behind, which usually doesn't matter. But with the new Skype, it says right in it, you have to put this recorder up. I'm saying to myself, this is what I'm talking about. It, no notification, no nothing. Let's just ram it through and it works. I hope you don't live your life like that because you're going to fail every time. Every time. You have to plan. You know, um, I remember Frank Klein always saying, my teacher, uh, plan to, you know, if you're going to, how did I go? I don't remember. It's like, if you're not going to plan, you're going to plan to fail. I'll come to me, I'll say on the next show. But the point of the matter is, if you're not taking the steps, you're going to go right on your chin. And there's no reason to do that repeatedly. So I got it working, put a new installation in, and we came up about an hour later. But that's what I'm saying. You never know with any of this stuff what's going to happen. Um, also, too, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you. and We got your back. 
How many people would say that in today's world? That's the beauty of here. Um, also, too, John will appreciate this, and I know I'm sure he's heard this. It takes about one minute to do. I'm going to read a little poem by Steve Jack about the inverse stone of stones and strength, the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night. Let me see here. I want to make sure I got this correct. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling. Steve Jack. I say it all the time. Metaphorically, it's about life. But yes, what is calling you? What have you been sitting on, waiting for? you got to go out and make it happen. Take action. And I mean that. John, great show, brother. Um, it's the stuff that not only kids need to hear, everybody needs to hear. So it's been an honor, and thanks for coming back, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, Eric. It was a pleasure as always. God bless. Thank you. And anytime, you're always welcome here. Before we go, remember this. Life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And as I've said repeatedly through this show distance yourself from the people that are the put down artists that don't believe in you and can't say a good word about what you're doing you don't need them i don't care who they are you've heard me say about family and friends i've lost that's the way it goes man take care of yourself first take care of your health so for john rockman johnson eric fiorello thanks for listening and as i said this show it's today saturday It'll be up definitely tomorrow. If I'm back after doing stuff this afternoon, I'll probably write the show notes tonight. So it'll only be about 45 minutes to get the thing up and rolling. But you'll have this tomorrow by the latest. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And keep on listening. Keep pushing our shows out. And as I said, we are going to rule the world. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.